I feel like 80% of your life is tending to making sure the cats are stop misbehaving. That's not life, Joe. That's I mean, servitude. but here's the other, here's the flip side of that. At no point in my day is my hand wrapped in a plastic bag holding a fistful of hot dog shit. Like, I think that that is, like, exactly. the line of demarcation. And, like, you are either fistful of hot dog shit I don't have to pick up not. shit. That's the line me- for me. I don't have to pick up anyone's shit. ready to get into this i guess so yep all right okay so let's 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 then get into it if if you guys are ready to get into it yes i have i have my getting into pants on or off i don't know (laughs) (laughs) all right so welcome everybody to may we geek again episode 15 uh, where a podcast discusses the show The Hundred on the CW. Um, this podcast, we're going to talk about relate, not relationships. God damn it. Characters. I know. I'm not even drinking. And it's just, I'm sorry. I'm just still post nap sleepies. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm Jen and I'm joined by my co-host Joe and Shaheen. Hello, guys. Hello. Wait, did hey you guys. say coasts? Like co-hosts? No, I, I said. I think I said. Co- I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> no, we heard coasts. Which I'm yeah. fine with that. You know, we've got Welcome you know a coasts. lot to get through, and you got to cut cut time feel, where you can. I feel like everybody else gets to make up their own words now, and I'm just gonna start doing that. Um, so, trendsetter yeah. Jam. Good yeah, idea. That's, that's me setting all the trends. Um, you can find us on social media at May We Geek Again on Twitter and Facebook. Um, and you can find my uh, crap at um, Cool Hand Luquette on Twitter and DeclareShenanigans.com on the interwebs. And uh, Shaheen, what do you want to promote? My blog is free, freefloatingperspectives.wordpress.com. Neat. I want to get through that once without... <laughs> without fucking it up? Yeah. God. Well, Can't it won't be this week. <laughs> Keep trying, though. We believe in you, Shaheen. <laughs> By the one very day. last episode, we're going to be covering, like, the series finale on The 100. Everyone's dead, but get, damn it if you don't say your blog correctly. Yeah. Yeah. That'll I don't know... <laughs> I didn't try pronouncing it when I was choosing the name. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. So remember to do that, guys. When you start a blog. Say it out loud. Say it out loud for yourself. Okay. Also, also notice if any of the words in the URL are fuck or sex or anything like dick or penis or anything like that, because it'll come back to bite you. That's just a word of caution. That's not me bringing up dick. Well, if, uh, I think it is. I think it is. If you're considering a, a URL that has the word dick in it, then maybe you should go ahead and do it. Yeah. Well, no, like, sometimes when you smush two words together, they create new words in the middle uh, of I them. 
does mine do that? That become naughty words. I so don't sometimes know. you smush things together and you wind up with dick is what you're. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it happens. You can't help it. You smush a couple things together and and there you go. Out of nowhere, dick. There it, there it. Surprise, dick, in the middle. So, everybody, we are going to be talking about characters um, in this podcast. And you guys are probably like, well, we, you guys talk about That's all you lots do. of characters all the time. You talk about characters and themes um, and all that kind of good stuff. But um, throughout the our, our season one through three rewatches and reviews and our themes discussions, um, there's a couple characters that we kind of have sidelined for a good portion of our podcast that we haven't discussed. And, um, you know, we want to give characters that have piqued our interest or who are crucial to the plot a little bit more <clears throat> attention. So hence why we have this particular podcast um, to talk about some of those neglected characters that we like so much. So let's get into it, guys. Joe, let's start with with one of your characters. Pick somebody you want to talk about, and then and then talk about them. I hope those instructions are clear. Oh God. Um. Well, okay. Would you guys prefer Murphy or Sinclair? Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> I gave. You- <laughs> I fucking hate you. Uh, which one though? Okay, so let's just talk about Sinclair, like just for funsies. Um, all right, let's talk about Sinclair then for funsies. For funsies. So, like, first of all, preface like everybody from Battlestar Galactica sort of melds into my mind as sort of the same like character. So, like, in my head, I sometimes have a hard, hard time separating like Sinclair from Geta. Um, but anyway, so if I say something wrong, isn't it Gaeta? Like, Gaeta? Whatever. Exactly. Just not, not to be precise or anything not but, to be pedantic know, pers- yeah but but to be correct point is like <laughs> i was thinking about this while i was filling out the run sheet and i'm like when did we because okay in demons when he dies like fucking destroyed me and like as the episode was building i was like oh my god you know sinclair love him blah 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 like he kind of like hung out with the delinquents and was like cool uncle and like like he was like the cool teacher who like sponsored your after school program and like you know, you got to hang out at their house or whatever. But, like, when did we start really liking him? Because for the most part, like, he was just kind of, like, you know, guy in the background. who He was just one of, like, the grown-ups. Um, but then at some point, like, was it before Demons that we started what to love him? What are you talking about? I liked him from the moment he showed yeah, up so did in I. season I guess, one. Yeah. I mean, what, why, what was well, there to I'm a, dislike about him? Well, I'm a physicist. I, I have, I, yeah, I did my own I thought you were, physics. So, as soon so as I he's your bro? Carry, Nerd character, what? He's your bro, then. You like? He's you- my bro. Yeah, exactly. I understand <laughs> everything he says, even though it's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's false, but I understand it. You I understand under- someone read something and didn't understand it, and they <laughs> wrote this for so, him. Sinclair I enjoy is- that reference to the thing that they didn't understand, like radiation. Wait, whatever. what did they not understand about radiation? Oh, like the whole radiation thing is just, you know, that's just not how radiation works. Just all of the garbage science? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. You mean all of the science? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, all of it. Yeah, but I, yeah. But like. I love Sinclair. I mean, yeah, like he was just always kind of there. But like, I feel like we were all sort of much more affected by his death. 
um, than I think anyone sort of expected to be. Is that, so am I the, the only one? He somehow well, he became, like like you were saying, became this daddy for, for the delinquents. I don't think that was always true. Uh, at some point that happened, but I don't think my my liking of him was necessarily affected by that. Why I, do you I think, think they had to kill him off? Like, why? Like, was this an actor issue? Like, was this a we have too many grownups issue? Like, I feel like, and you guys know my problem this, with demons just in general. Well, I think it was let's teach Clark a lesson issue. I mean, it, I think it's an, a season three issue that every they're they're ha- they have to go dark and they have to teach <laughs> lessons through really. Uh, and it couldn't means. have been the delinquents in demons. Like, no, none of the delinquents could die, so they had to like put an adult there. To like, yeah, yeah I mean, I, that's a good point. I don't know. That's a I, little, yeah, that's clearly to me, that's a little disappointing. But uh, <clears throat> I think it's part of the whole, you know, the hundred wants to be high stakes. And so someone who is of some importance has to die, especially when there's something like uh, Emerson coming back. So they chose Sinclair, uh, which is. Kind of, you know, it should have been, I guess, if they wanted to kill someone, it should have been one of the delinquents. I don't know. But they didn't want to sacrifice any of those characters. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it should have been one of the delinquents, too, to make the, if if they wanted to make, if the message was you have to, you know, you're going to pay for not taking care of shit that you should. Yeah, you know, you, you, your mercy allowed this dude to live and then he came back to, to haunt you. They should have killed off somebody that was closer to Clark. Who should have um, been? Um, <clears throat> I think it, it it should have been like um, Monty, Jasper, or uh, or Harper. I think, or maybe what well, about can, Brian or Miller, Miller could have. Yeah, been. you can't. They're they are protected by a a, a set. <laughs> they of have golden, a gay pass. Yeah, they have golden gay armor now. Uh, they basically like all their stats are at twenty. Um, is that out of twenty? I'm not familiar with whatever the fuck yeah. We're well, about. I'm just I'm just going with Westworld. So all their stats have been up to twenty, except except for like um, pain that's been lowered to like zero. Um, uh, bulk. Um, what is it? What is the, not bulk apparate? What is it? I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I'm glad that you paid a lot of fucking attention to Westworld because that's I mean, an I important got, like, part. The basic idea, <clears throat> like, bulk apperception. That's what the that's robots. What the word is. I had never heard of that word before, um, and I had to go look it up. Um, what does it mean? Yeah, uh, I know what it means, but I can't define it for you because that's just how I am. Much like um, irony. I mean, it's it's basically smarts. It's overall smarts. Okay, basically. Um, yeah, street so, smarts. So basically, Brian and Miller are now, or Briller, as they're called in the Mm. fandom. (sighs) Fandom. Um, (laughs) Still angry about fandom. They are, they're protected. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, everybody kind of plays, everybody has a role, an important role to play after Demons, except really for Harper. And I love Harper, so I don't want to say that she should have died because she was like the least important character. So I think they, you know, I just think they like picked Sinclair, who felt like a more minor character than anybody else. And again, it's the show is about the delinquents, so why not kill off uh, 
Um, Plus, grown-ups are boring. Man. Yeah, fuck you, grown-ups. Ugh, you don't understand. <laughs> like that? Just is that, stupid. Is that really what happened? Yeah, basically. Meanwhile, maybe, maybe like, that's what it is, though. Like, we are coming at it from, like, an older perspective. Like, we are not the teenagers, um, you know, with Hart, Balark, and Klexa all over our Trapper Keepers. So, like, you know, the kids are like, oh, kill off the old people. But we're like, no, old people. And we're like, oh, well, at least I'm looking forward to Cabby. <laughs> yeah, I know we're all so much so aware that you are excited <laughs> about the elderly breaking hips. <laughs> uh, um, wait uh, until you're that age, Joe. That's... Yeah, bitch. Wait until you get to my age and shit just starts breaking and never getting fixed. <clears throat> yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's 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 great being old. Um, it's actually kind of how I feel already, but yeah. As as uh, uh, as Adina, I think, says in Abfab, she had an oil slick at 35 and started sliding towards the grave. Did you watch the movie, the Abfab movie? No, no, I haven't watched it yet. Sorry. It's um, we- there. There are certain there are a number of our listeners who who will not know what Abfab is. And I have I have a couple hints for you guys. Number one, okay. go make yourself some gay Male friends, they will. No, this doesn't even have to be gay cer- male. Like I watch this certain, shit of as a certain like a age. Oh, yeah, but of a certain age, you have to get like maybe above thirty-five, um, because kids, even the gay men below thirty-five, they don't even know who fucking like. Um, <clears throat> they don't know Abfab is. They don't know who, uh, what breakfast of T- at Tiffany's is. There's, there's like no culture anymore. Um, so you either do that or. Uh, or you just, you know, you could also look it up on the internet and watch it that way. Whoa, whoa. I already gave Jimmy Wales my $5 this year. Yeah, well, that would be money better spent than what I spent my money on. Thanks, Jill Stein. Pew, pew, double rods right at you, bitch. Um, <laughs> yeah, that recount. Uh, yeah. That's working real good. How's yeah. that working for you? Uh, uh, hopey changey. Um, oh, right out of my pocketbook. Okay, so I think, like, getting back to Sinclair, I think one of the things that sort of cemented him in season three as an emotional anchor for a lot of people was his his mentorship and relationship with Raven. With Raven. Yeah, I was really I was really touched by it, especially in Nevermore when they're trying to figure out when he's working on a device <clears throat> to help Raven. And he basically says to Clark, you know, she's my only family. She's the she's the only person I have left. I'm like, eh, remember Sinclair was the one who allowed Raven to be a zero G mechanic, even yeah. though she had a, a low probability heart problem. Um, <clears throat> he is the one who overrode overrode yeah. the uh, uh, the the test. So, and, and that was a huge. Um, turn of events for the whole plot because that would that meant that um the whole thing that finn did uh-huh. right letting uh letting raven go on the sp- on the spacewalk and wasting all that oxygen never had to happen that, that then he <laughs> got locked up for but like that's that, so that the hundred though like yeah this whole fucking thing was disastrous consequences it didn't even have to happen it did not yeah. have to happen didn't yeah. have to happen yeah uh, um, he got locked up for it and then you know, I mean, Raven, Raven would have gotten floated for it, but uh, eh. he said I did it, so he got locked up for it. Um, and then you know, that whole thing is that's where that came from. So yeah. it's amazing. Sinclair has a very 
a crucial role in in this part of the plot and and um you know for raven so they didn't just pull this out of out of their hat uh, in season three he he was a very important figure in raven's life I wonder if they felt permission to kill him as soon as Raven was able to become a computer programmer, you know, like he like talked a little bit of shit about her, like being a good engineer, but not a good programmer. And he was a good programmer, but now she knows everything. So like, that was kind of the writing on the wall for like, Hey, we don't really need Sinclair anymore. (laughs) I don't, I don't think that that was, I don't think that uh, that was kind of the gateway to getting rid of him. I think that was setting up for what she did at the end of season three and what she could be doing in season four um, to plant that seed in our minds. I think Monty is jealous. Like he is no longer like head bitch programmer. Um, well, I think it's going to be all hands on deck for season four. Um, but I don't, I don't think Monty had time to be jealous uh, with all the shit that was going on with, with that poor kid. Speaking of Monty, are, are we kind of wrapping, are we wrapped up with Sinclair? Because then we can yeah. move on to, to Shaheen's um, list of yeah, characters. Yeah, let's talk and we about can, Monty. Let's, let, let us talk about Monty. So um, talk about Monty. Yeah, so um, <laughs> Monty. Talk about Monty. <laughs> no crush. And done. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, That's how much of an impact Monty makes on me. Kidding, kidding. I want him to have different hair in the next season. This is this is my thing. Like I need Monty not to have like mushroom bowl cut. This is that's really all I want for him. Yeah, like, now that it, not now that his domineering mom is dead, he can do whatever he wants. He doesn't have right. To you, you, he doesn't have to get his haircuts hair. in the family bathroom, sitting on the toilet with a mo- with a bowl around his head while his mom like yeah. you know cuts his hair. Like he can. <laughs> The Floby died with her. It's right? time to break out on your own. You got a new woman in your life now. You got to look fly, Monty. Do the do the kids still say fly? Uh, uh, I mean, I do, but I'm also old. Fleek. So, uh. His hair needs to get on fleek. Now, I I I've only heard fleek used in in regards to eyebrows, and I feel that's like I don't know if like that's the only way, the only context you can use it in. I really no, feel I think that it's that's a general limiting. style commentary so monty's hair can be on fleek i i cannot speak to his eyebrow game i have not investigated not really paid attention to his eyebrows okay so let's get back to shaheen what do you (laughs) (laughs) what do you want to say about monty yeah so um monty was um (laughs) he was real monty was real No, but he he was a very important character, right? Uh, Monty is kind of like, I mean, if you look at the actual, like, real life, there are all these people who are doing all the important work, but they never get the credit. Like, you know, Apple gets the credit for inventing the iPhone or, um, you know, whatever, Steve Jobs gets the credit. But the guy who actually coded um, you know, Unix on which Apple is based. He, no, no, no one knows who, who he is, uh, unless you're into programming, right? Joe, you probably know who he is. I don't know. Mm. Um, so, you know, it's, yeah, Monty but, but, is that kind of person. Like he is the one making everything possible without him. Uh, Mount weather would have been possible without him. Um, a lot of stuff that happened in season three would have been possible, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, we don't 
mention him because he's he's uh, the one doing the actual work, not the one who's making the decisions. Do we think well, that I this also- is like feeding into like sort of unassuming like Asian guy stereotype, like, and that finally uh-huh. with him sleeping with Harper, we're gonna see sort of maybe the show turning that sort of trope on its head maybe in season four Mm -hmm. or yeah i was glad that he had sex (laughs) uh i always thought he was gay but if only for that reason because he's asian i was like yeah well let's not also forget that bellamy is half asian as well so um you know, yeah, yeah, that's kind of like when you need it, right? When you need him, when you need him to be a, a person of color, um, <laughs> then you're like, yeah, he's half Filipino. But then when you need him to be a white person, you're like, yeah. anyway. Um, I, I like that we can hear you refilling your glass. This is this is this pleases me. <laughs> I see, and I've got this this image in my mind where where he's got to like have both hands around this big huge bottle. That you got it, um, like Walmart in the bulk section. Oh, I want Shaheen to, to pour be it like, into your glass. For some reason, it's very cold mm-hmm. in his apartment, so he has mittens on. He's sort of just double fisting this giant bottle of wine, like comically large, um, tipping it back. That's- well, you know, speaking of being cold, I actually I turned off my heater because of because it makes noises, and uh-huh. uh, I'm just waiting here to freeze to death. Well, that's why you're drinking. You're like, you're basically your own St. Bernard delivering yourself brandy on the, on the Swiss Alps. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, what other better way to go is there besides talking to us and drinking? Uh, I mean, really. Heroin. Well, you can do that on the next podcast, (laughs) I guess. Um, uh, getting back to getting back to getting Monty. Back to Monty. <laughs> I think I, I think what your your point about Shaheen, your point about him being uh, important in in the work that he does is very good. But I also think that one of the things that we kind of um, don't always realize with Monty is he does have an emotional. Um, he, he does. He does um, bolster some people up emotionally in the show. Obviously, uh, Jasper is one of those folks because they're best friends and they kind of. They mm-hmm. kind of support one another, and especially in season three, Monty's kind of the person that has to um, pick up after sloppy ass Jasper. Um, but but also in like season two, um, he takes care of and this p- kind of plants the seeds of this relationship. Well, actually, the seeds were maybe planted season one, but this the he takes care of Harper in in season two. Um, and he's kind of an important cog in the wheel there in the in the, the delinquents rebelling against the the mountain men, um, and then of course also in season three, he's the one that that convinces Octavia that that the delinquents are her people, um, and kind of talks her off of that edge. Um, I feel because like Monty I mean, doesn't get enough credit, and like everything is sort of <clears throat> terrible for him, especially in season three. And oh, almost yeah. to him, like having sex, you're kind of like, well, thank fuck, something good happened to Monty. Like, because you kind of <laughs> like it's he's very easy to ignore because he is mm-hmm. sort of like a very like calming background player, but he does like sort of get things moving in the show. Like you need him, like he's very valuable. But like you kind of stop to forget that like he lost his best friend who kind of sort of blames him for, you know, killing a bunch of people. He was really responsible within the whole Clark Bellamy uh Monty Mount Weather thing. Like he was the one who made it so that they could do that. And then like, oh yeah, he has to kill his mom twice. Like Oh that's true. Yeah. Dude's had a shitty, shitty couple of months. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, and and Monty isn't Monty isn't a guy that that is like one of the kind of the action hero characters on the show. He's not Bellamy or Octavia. Uh, I don't even want to call Clark an action hero character because she's just a fucking embarrassment in season three. Um, that she can even <laughs> that she can even walk two steps without falling, tripping over herself and falling down is is amazing. Um, but yeah, I think um, I think they used him really effectively in season three, and Christopher Larkin did a great job with the material that he was given because um, he had to go through so some really tough emotional shit, uh, killing his mom twice. Once physically, and then... Oh, God, his um, mom was the worst. Like, surely, yeah, in some ways, was it was kind like, of nice. Okay, so let's talk about that. So, okay. um, it's always... People have always... You know, one of the things that uh, people complain about season three is that um, a lot of these characters' actions weren't explained, right? Uh, we were like, why is Bellamy doing this? Why is Monty doing this, right? So, now, think about it. I mean, first of all, he has a loving relationship with his mom um, until they land on the earth. And then he has no idea if they're alive uh, for a while. And then she shows up and uh, his dad is dead. Um, Under suspicious and- fucking circumstances. Yeah. and yeah. green is made of people. There's cannibalism. I'm sorry. I will not. I will not ever say it's not cannibalism. Until I mean, why it's wouldn't there be? Canon. Like it's smart exactly. for there to be cannibalism. Wait. Do so. Whether or not it's ca- cannibalism, we still believe that 15 kids were killed, right? Yeah. And his dad I, was killed. I, I don't disagree that maybe uh, the Ice Nation killed a good deal of Farm Station. I'm just saying something else hinky went on there. Uh-huh. And like it is a, it is a yeah. known, and then, so, known and then theory that it was cannibalism. We believe it. Cannibal crew. And so if you think about it, you're <laughs> just, uh, you're just, um, what is Monty's position? You're like an engineer or a programmer or whatever. He uh, likes pot. And like <laughs> in, like before they landed? He was, he was, he, I'm I think he was just he kind just of like a pot. genius burnout. Like one of those yeah. like tinkerer maker burnout pothead, but like brilliant but lacking like direction for their potential. Yeah, maybe. Unlike unlike My point Jasper, is that who has you have a new no chancellor. Potential. Yeah. Sorry. My point is that you you have a new chancellor, and you know you you're as a person whose job is to you know do this thing with the computers or whatever it is. Um, you just you do it. Right. So this whole question of why is Monty on Pike's side uh, or on his mom's side was a little weird to me because, um, you know, I where do you expect him to be? Like he's he's just doing his job. Right. That, but there was no established role for him in Pike's uh, in Pike's regime. I mean, we, we don't know what his job was aside from being Monty. We don't know if he was supposed to be working on computers or if he was part of the guard. There, there was no established position for him. So by, by merely saying, oh, he was just doing his job, which, by the way, I don't think that um, that, that argument um, really holds um, much validity anymore, especially after the um, Nurem- uh, was it the Nuremberg trials. What, what was the whole thing mm-hmm. with the Nazis that kind of said <laughs> you should probably have some fucking morals? Um, and not kill people um, in concentration camps. That whole thing. That whole thing. Whatever. You know. Blah blah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, I, so I think, like, 
I kind of understand, uh, I kind of understand why um, Mom T um, did what she did. Uh, uh, what's her name again? Fucking I don't know, Mom T. Hannah? T. Hannah, Hannah, Hannah. I understand what she did because I think she was an extreme example of somebody who protects their kids. So basically an Asian mom. Um, <laughs> Whoa, Jen. Whoa. I mean, yes, but then again, Monty would have been like pushed a little harder too. Like he would yeah. not be smoking pot with Jasper. Yeah. Well, welcome to New America, folks, where we can just make sweeping generalizations about <laughs> uh, about minorities. Um, but but I, I kind of understood her because she's kind of in the same vein as um, Bellamy, right? In the decisions they make. It's just hers are so much more odious because she outright lies to Monty and then betrays him to Pike um, in order to make to ensure that Pike doesn't kill him along with the other traitors that that break out of Arcadia. I think it was uh, also just these lingering like soap opera shots where like she looked shady as fuck too. Like that's they, why we all that's the the whole reason why anyone thinks something hinky happened with Farm Station and that like they ate quiet, people. It's because of fucking days. Hannah. It's because yeah. of fucking Hannah and her her weird ass looks side eye at people like knowing glances like. Oh, we ate people, but don't tell anybody. I'm telling you guys, like, just read. You know that she was the, the one that, like, gives. cut off Monty's dad's leg and, like, cooked oh, it over God. an open fire and was like, we're Joe. doing this. Joe. What? Really? <laughs> oh, man. Some good meat. Okay. Some, good, some good. That's food, by the way. That counts yeah. as food. Oh, it's disgusting. So this, so this brings up a question about what we've talked about before. <laughs> um, there's... There's this whole theme of complicity, right, throughout the season, or not the season, throughout the whole show, about uh, when you, you live in a society that does certain things, to what extent are you responsible or complicit in what they do, right? So we, we asked this about people the, uh, in Mount Weather, you know, about mountain, wind, uh, mountain men. Um, but there's also the same issue uh, among sky people. So, right? So, Mon like, do you think Monty as an engineer or whatever his position is, at what point can he decide not to do his job because it might, in you know, in some way contribute? Like, the same way that he did his job under Clark, leading to the death of 380-some people, right? Uh, he's doing his job under Pike. So, how... Can he just decide on his own that I'm going to do this one, but not that one? Yeah. Or yeah, or you is, can. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, so then kind of establish that you kind of have a that But then would he have been like, what would the consequences have been though if he had been like, actually, Pike, I'm not going to build you like bugging devices and like, you know ways to spy on people like at what point like what would have happened then like is would he have been thrown in the brig would it have just been like okay we'll get someone else to do it like well you understand how he, this is like this is because like there are people who think that clark did the wrong thing at mount weather um to those people monty should have said no to clark right yeah i mean he definitely had a choice to make but he was facing the same dilemma that Clark and Bellamy were that that he was going to watch his his friends die. The same people that 
that Clark and Bellamy cared about were all at risk. So they all had equal stake. Well, according in it. to whom? According to Clark, right? He didn't make his own assessment. Or are you saying he should make his own assessment? Um, I, mean, I think the, ri- the, the writing, writing, the writing was there. on the wall. The, the writing was on the wall. I mean, there, there was no escaping that room to get to. Because well, we talked about this, whether it was, this was actually the only way, right? Or whether yeah, Clark no, and it was, it, it, and there, there were the 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 response was that we you forgot about Emerson outside the door, so there was a time limit on it. Emerson was going to get it. Well, yeah, Emerson, there was there was a Emerson time limit. They couldn't thwarted. wait for hours. I mean, I don't. Anyway, who? I don't want to get into that debate. But well, I, I mean, you I can't, just wanna... you can't, you can't, you can't depend on Deus Ex Machina to come and swoop Emerson away. They they were under the pressure. Uh, you know, the assumption is. Emerson's going to get in, and he's going to get in in a timely fashion. So they didn't have hours to Why can't to they just shoot him? There is no way to open the door and shoot him. And once he gets in, there's one of him he, he and was, a bunch of He was going to blow the door. They're sure. in a confined space. In. They were in a confined space. The assumption, of course, could be that they were in, in a lot of physical danger from that explosion. It's something exploding into a confined space. You're going to get that door, like, embedded into your forehead. That uh, metal door. Anyway, it, it seems yeah, like there are a lot of assumptions being made, right? And someone has to make these assumptions. We're not, we're not making you any assumptions. We have the variables right in front of us. And we're not making assumptions. We're making our best guesses at what the course of action was going to be. Okay, right. So, Someone has to make that decision. Someone has yeah. to make that call. That's and you why go you with have the most likely labor, outcome. Right? You go with the most likely outcome in order to make a decision. You can't. You don't always have the luxury of time, um, or or the luxury of being omniscient to make a decision based on every single factor that that is available. At okay. Your, at, so at any someone disposal. has still- someone has to make those decisions, right? Because different okay. people look at this complicated situation and they come up with different decisions, right? Well, that's why you have a leader. That's why that's you have why a leader. The buck exactly. starts with Clark. Exactly. So that's the whole purpose of the division of labor. That's why we say, okay, the one person gets to call the shots uh, in, in this organization, and then you know there are people behind. So if you say that every person gets to make their own decision, make their own assessment. Of the situation, <laughs> it will just be total chaos, right? It would be against the whole system of division of labor and division of responsibility. You're um, assuming that people are going to draw different conclusions based on the same set of evidence available to them. And I, I don't think that that's the case, especially not in this case. I don't think Monty and Bellamy are going to say to Clark, oh, well, you know what? I think I think something unforeseen might happen in that room where they will they will thwart Cage. But I we'll mean, just some have to people wait might for do it. that. Some people, if you were a pacifist, you might even say it doesn't even matter. You can't well, do that. Pacifists ain't got no. We don't got no time for no pacifists here. We're trying to survive. I'm just saying, if Clark were, were a pacifist, that's what she would have said. If Clark so, were a pacifist, she would have died in the pilot. Okay, fine. What I'm saying is, <laughs> you, <laughs> what, like, Fuck there her. are different ways to look at this. The most like extreme one is pacifism. I. I also disagree with you that that's the only way they could have gone. Like we talked about this before, I think Um, Emerson. Okay. He would have broken in. You could, you could deal with him. Mm. 
and then you could you would have time to make a decision um but it, regardless that's just that's just to say that different people would make different decisions um you know obviously jasper if he was in clark's place he wouldn't have made the same decision as clark and so the question but, is but if jasper, jasper was also not even thinking objectively like jasper was only really sure. thinking about my and, and so I wouldn't Clark have like, nobody was really objectively thinking objectively either. at that point. Yeah. Nobody was Clark thinking, is thinking about everybody Abby had at high that stakes. The the thing with Jasper is his his stakes were one person versus Clark and everybody else, their stakes were multiple people. So you could Well we you talked could, about how Clark's stakes were also one of the major so, factors. Well, well Abby, look, why are we right? why are we going down this road? What is the point here in regards to Monty? The point is if let's get Jasper, back to Monty so we can move on. Let's say Jasper was the leader instead of Clark. And at that point, he would have said, we're not going to uh, irradiate level five. Then should Monty, should Monty have said, no, you know what? I think the right thing to do is to, to, to do irradiate level five. So I'm going to go ahead and do this on my own. Even though you, I'm the subordinate, you're the one who are making the decisions, but I'm going to make this decision on my own. Well, those those roles only exist as long as people live in them. So Monty could have said to Clark, I will not do this. Or in your scenario, he could also say to Jasper, I am going to uh, irradiate level five. And at that point, he's he's acting unilaterally. He's acting outside of whatever structured leadership that there is. I mean, these, there there are no official lines of leadership. These are just kind of assumed positions that people kind of naturally fall into. Because these are these are you know, these are social constructs. I mean, have you guys ever done that um, experiment in school where you're you're put into teams and then given a project, and then natural leaders kind of start taking the charge, and then you've got people who are kind of like taking notes and being the organizers or the secretaries of the thing, um, and then you've got you know your independent contributors. Like people just once they get into groups, these natural roles based on what your strengths and weaknesses are, kind of come to the forefront. Um, and I think that Monty is, he is very subservient at times. He is very much a follower. Um, and we only see him take initiative in situations where, where he has to. Um, he, doesn't, he doesn't make decisions based on, you know, in a vacuum without a stressor, basically. So I think, you know, he, he could make a decision. He could act unilaterally. But on, up until that point in the series, nothing had ever established him as being somebody who's going to uh, be the conscientious objector. Uh, so he could, but he hadn't been... That, I don't think that's his character type, and I don't think that's that's the role that he, he plays or will ever play in this series. Um, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a bad thing. I, I don't know. I can't, I can't make a judgment call on that. Um, so that's just my take on it. Okay. All right. You guys, uh, ready to move on to somebody else? Sure. Ping pong. All right. Let's talk about, let's talk about Octavia because I feel that, um, we have not talked about her. We don't talk about Octavia at all. And being one of the, you know, the main characters of the show, um, we kind of we kind of give her I, I don't know, we just kind of overlook her. And I think her evolution throughout the series has been a really fascinating one and one that is very empowering for I, I think uh people who appreciate um 
females in a more active and powerful physical role. Um, Despite the lack of believability of the whole thing. Uh, are you referring to that Reddit post today? Uh, no, no, I was not referring to the Reddit post. I was, I was referring to just her becoming an elite fucking ninja warrior in two weeks. But that's well, a separate I, issue. No, I mean, we can talk about the Reddit post. Yeah, no, because apparently there are too many strong women. Yeah, too many strong uh, women on this show. Um, because, did you read it, Shaheen? It, it got deleted so, really no. quick. Yeah, it got deleted really quickly. Um, yeah, too many strong women on this show, and strong women in TV has just been a plague throughout throughout history. I'm sick and tired of seeing it. I need more male-centered shows and more men coming to the forefront as strong and the women being relegated to the the romantic interest. Um, Love interest, yeah, uh, frigible. Yeah, the, the, yeah. I, I need more women to be used as the character motivation for the men. Because um, there's, just, there's just too many women. Too, too female right now, guys. That is my... <laughs> Is that what the it was, post it was, was saying? Oh my god, it, yeah, was, it was quite the threat. It was basically just somebody being like, you know, this show just shits on all the men of the show. Like Bellamy, all he's doing is making bad decisions while all the women are doing the good shit, blah, blah, blah. And it was just this whole thing. And it was like, you know, I just, well, that was part of Bellamy's arc. I just, was, I just feel like if this person had listened to our episode 14 podcast about subverting gender roles, their heart and mind could have been changed. Could have been. They could, could have, have been. taken the blue pill instead of the red pill. Okay, but but yeah. but they didn't. Um, and so but the best part though was the entire thread was everyone like from the the subreddit responding and being like, "You're an idiot." I liked my response was, the best. Was, <laughs> of course you did, Jen. Of course, <laughs> fucking Westworld gifts. Yeah. Well, I mean that was a fantastic part of the show. Um, but anyway, yeah. let's get back to Octavia. Octavia. So. In regards to Octavia, um, I like her evolution, uh, even though it's not really believable. She's not becoming a ninja warrior in in three weeks or less. I, it just again, this this show has issues with uh, with shortened time frames and just sticking everything into a week and expecting you to believe it all. Um, but if, if you throw away that and spend your disbelief, as as we all must, I think Octavia's arc. And her background is really very interesting and very empowering. Um, I loved her showdown in the mud and the rain with that one grounder when she refused to kind of just give up. And that proved not only to that grounder and the and the, the grounders surrounding him, but also to Indra that she was a worthy person, that she had kind of that, that grounder spirit or whatever you want to call it. Um, so... If you fast forward to season three, the beginning of season three, a lot of people took issue with Octavia's, um, and I'm going to do air quotes around this, a bratty attitude with Lincoln in the first couple of episodes because he was, he was becoming more, um, acclimated to living a, a, um, a sky crew lifestyle and, and fitting in with them. Um, he became the quote unquote tame grounder. And she resented this a little bit because uh, she didn't want to be Sky Crew. She wants to be a grounder. And and I think people this is this is a really weird take, I think, because but I understand it. But it's a weird take, number one, because we have the benefit of being seeing the overall narrative and understanding her background and understanding that she doesn't necessarily fit in with anybody because of 
having to, uh, because she lived in isolation with just Bellamy and her mom for 16 or how, how many years. So even when she's taken out and put into, um, uh, the skybox, she doesn't fit in with any of the characters. And we see this later on in season three and in the flashback that they're like, they kind of make fun of her because she's the, the girl under the, under the floor. Um, so, so we have the benefit of seeing all of this and, 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 calling her a brat because she's taking Lincoln to task for um, trying to become too much of a sky person is a little strange. Normally we our criticisms about characters are because they don't know as much as we do. Um, they don't know the whole narrative and, and we get frustrated because they are not able to kind of see beyond their own uh, worldview or their own perspective. And this is a case where we can see everything about uh Octavia, why can't she understand, you know, why, why don't people understand her narrative in regards to everything that she's been through? So I take issue with that, that stance. Um, so so well, that, that, that's my, f- we also forget so, uh, that she's 16. Yeah, like but, but, she's allowed to be quote unquote, a, a little bit bratty. Yeah. And so, so the other thing is she's bratty who the fuck of us wasn't bratty at that age. And we kind of get resentful of the things that we, that we see in others that we dislike in ourselves or in our past. Um, so I think, you know, let's, let's not overlook Octavia's struggles as trying to figure out where she, where, where she belongs and, and, her not understanding where she belongs and feeling like she needs to not be with Sky Crew. And then the person that she's she's closest to other than her brother is like, well, I kind of like it here. And well, plus he also had that kill order on him. He's changing to become more of the people that she can't really relate to. So I think it's important in, in that respect. And I also think um, um, when... when uh, the scene in the middle of season three and nevermore where Monty has to kill his mom. And they, they have that whole discussion where um, Octavia is like, I don't, I don't belong with the grounders. I don't belong with sky crew. I don't belong anywhere. There's, I don't have people basically. And Monty's like, you have us, you have the hundred. We are your people. I think that was a very um, powerful spot and changed her mind a little bit about maybe sticking around I, I don't know when they went to the dropship if she was going to bug out on him because uh, yeah. she disappeared for a little bit. And I just assumed that, you know, maybe she was pooping. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back in five, Monty. Hang out for a <laughs> yeah, second. Yeah, I'll be back in five. I got to go look for something. Um, but there is a real possibility that she could have just left um, and never come back because what did she have? Uh, well, and I think it was important that it was Monty then that like talked to her because in some ways Monty is a very neutral figure um, in terms of 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 the grounders. Mm-hmm. Um, in the same way, I think that Harper, Miller, and Brian are neutral figures, but they are sort of like second tier sort of characters of the delinquents, whereas Monty is sort of a primary character. But at the same time, he sort of is operates as we were talking about, like kind of within his own sphere yeah. of influence. Um, and so I think to have somebody as neutral as Monty was probably far more powerful than Bellamy, who has an ulterior motive. She wouldn't have trusted Clark. Raven, there's not really much between them. 
I think. Um, and then Jasper and she have, have history together. Um, so I think it being Monty was perhaps sort of the importance. And then also Monty killing his mom and her bearing witness to him also sort of getting rid of all of his family, mm-hmm. um, I think was, was probably why they, why they put them together. Yeah, he, like even he chose her, he made a choice. Yeah, He chose yeah. Octavia over his, over his own flesh and blood. And I think that, that, you know, that's got to say something to Octavia. So I think Octavia's kind of been this character that she moves along with the plot, but she's never affecting the plot in a major way. Um, in, in, as some of the other characters do, you know, you've got Clark, you've got Bellamy, you've got Kane, um, you've got Lexa, you've got a lot of these, um, these characters affecting the plot in, in important ways. And Octavia's always just kind of along for the ride. Um, well, except for when she like sort of acts out and reminds you that she is sort of, a, it's still a petulant like teenager and a petulant Blake. Like when she decides to like cut Pike's leg in, in, you know, up in the tower or whatever, like before she actually kills him, mm-hmm. you know, and she just decides to like cut him in the leg and piece the fuck out. And you're like, dude, now is not the time for your bullshit. Yeah, I um, feel like I feel like almost like she hadn't earned that moment in the sense that she hadn't done anything really vital and important to the series to have earned that, okay, we'll give you this one moment. I mean, granted, yes. Yeah. Lincoln was shot in front of her. That was a very affecting moment and beautifully acted. And so her killing Pike at the end made sense, but her, like hobbling him and possibly dooming their mission was selfish as fuck. Yeah, I mean, but that's kind of a Blake character trait, right? I mean, that's thing. just, yeah. yeah, it's kind of just a, a genetic genetic thing with those guys. And they they tend to learn from their mistakes. I hope that Octavia does as well. Um, I don't know if she will. Uh, you know, there's, it, it, there's, specula- there's weird speculation about what could be happening to her in season four. I think that she's going to be I think that she's going to be a distraction in season four rather than, again, an important person to the plot, which makes me a little bit sad for her character because you could essentially, you could essentially never have Octavia existing in this show and, and be almost just fine with it. So I wish, I wish they would integrate her more with some of the decision making, the important stuff. She doesn't need to be like kind of the, the muscle. She can be somebody who, who is more, uh, has more agency. I just, I just hope that they don't, they don't make her be more of that petulant child in season four. I, I hope that, um, they give her something meaningful to do and, and yeah. not a distraction. But I, I get the feeling that she's going to, uh, She's going to distract Bellamy and the others from from something important, and uh, it's well, unfortunate. I mean, I kind of hope that if this season was, yeah, like sort of her growing pains, if you will, mm-hmm. like sort of this straddling the line between personal heart led decisions versus big picture use your use your brain decisions that this was like kind of the growing pain season and she'll choose next season um whether that path is good or bad she will at least have like sort of decided on that path instead of sort of this this like uncertainty um but again like who knows where her character is gonna go like they're saying that you know she's gonna take a dark turn well you know that could be good or bad yeah, I, I agree with that. 
What about you, Shaheen? Do you give two shits about Octavia? <laughs> um, are you just crawling inside that bottle of wine? So, yeah, I think this is this might be kind of transitioning into uh, Jen's Lincoln topic. Um, but I think that Octavia and Lincoln have uh, one thing in common, which makes their pairing perfect, which is that neither one of them belongs or that they don't feel like they belong to the group that they're supposedly from, right? Um, and that, in a really interesting way, enables them to be actually the more objective observers um, and be the more peaceful observers of, of what's happening and judge the situation from a position that, that's not about my people or your people, um, you know, uh, in, in two different ways, but in, in very interesting ways. Lincoln, we don't really know his backstory, uh, except for the, um, his experience with the guy who, who tried to do suicide by earth and survived. Um, so we know though that his experience with the grounder culture has always felt like he doesn't belong to this culture and this culture is um, you know, too, too violent. Too violent. Yeah, it's just it, he felt that his he like Indra said he he always questioned their ways, uh, and Octavia, of course, um, doesn't feel any sort sense of, doesn't have any sort sense of belonging mm -hmm. because uh, she was obviously um, always excluded and oppressed, um, and she. The only thing she knows about the sky people system uh, is is this rigid and uncompromising system of oppression uh, that Wait. wants everything to be according to you know certain rules. So she doesn't surprised? feel belonging. So she's always skeptic about the sky people, uh, and Lincoln is always skeptic about the grounders. So this makes this pairing perfect um, in, in so many ways. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. Like, should Octavia be more fucked up than she is? Like, sometimes I forget about this and you're like, oh, she's a weird homeschool kid <laughs> who, like, lived under the floor and never met anyone except for her mother and brother and, like, occasionally overheard, like, sort of rapey soldiers um, come, like, harass, like, her family. Like, on the one hand, yeah, petulant, you know, irritating teenager being bratty. And then you're like, but wait, she is basically, like, Kimmy Schmidt except... Like, you know, not funny. Like her, <laughs> she did not make lemonade out of her lemons. She has decided to become the bitter lemon. Um, like, should she be more fucked up than she yeah, is? That's a, like, should we be that's the thing I, excited? I, that's the thing I find really odd is that she is, she is kind of, when she kind of plops on earth out of the pilot, she's very much her typical kind of, teenager there there is no there is no indication that she's fucked up at all because she's just like oh i want to run around and and have sex with people skinny dip with monsters skinny dip with monsters and you know it, it's just so weird that that somebody somebody should be heavily psychologically um affected by that upbringing and like loud noises should upset her yeah and we know enough her about social these kinds social of circumstances I, I mean I, I I would think that if she grew up with no human interaction, 
uh, then she would have been messed up. But I don't know what happens to a person who's who's been loved. You know, they had at least two different people to talk to uh, at all times. And they were loved. I don't know. Maybe the yeah. I mean, we don't. I don't think we have enough data <laughs> to decide like, what happens to those people. Of, was her lack of father figure the reason why she gravitated towards old ass Lincoln? Like, I kind of <laughs> wonder. Like, thirty five year old Lincoln. Well, right? Bellamy would have been his her, her father figure. Right. Well, no, because like that's brother. Like she has those boundaries. There wasn't a dad. Like so, she found grounder dad. Yeah, but no, Bellamy can be a father figure as well. I mean, you you hear it all the time when when kids have to kind of step up if the father isn't isn't in the picture and they have to. All I'm saying is Lincoln is old as fuck. Well, I'm not denying that Lincoln is old as fuck, and it's weird, but um, you know, um, there are there, there <laughs> but you know, yeah, there are times when I feel that Lincoln is about as inconsequential to the main plot of the show as Octavia sometimes is, um. But then I remember he he does ha- he does have some of those um, those moments where he kind of calls people out on their bullshit, as grounder and sky crew alike. Um, that he is that that force of peace and, and rationality at times, um, and, and he does he does fit that very tropey sort of uh, peaceful savage type thing um, that bridges mm-hmm. the two the two people together. But you know. I, I was not, I don't miss the show without Lincoln. I guess that's what I'm saying. I think he was an important character, but not as important as almost everybody else. That isn't a secondary. What were they going to do with him? You know, like I kind of wonder where they would have sort of taken his character. Cause at this point, like in terms of going into season four, like a pacifist isn't really like we already have one. We have Luna, like, and we needed to get to Luna so, like, we don't need another pacifist um, to sort of make that point. Yeah. So, like, what was his... Like, I'm trying to think about, like, sort of the most pivotal Lincoln moments were sort of unintentional by him. Like, him coming back to life after being, you know, shocklashed when, uh, you know, he was... Went into cardiac arrest after he, you know, they tried to, like, get the Reaper out of him. Um, you know, that that wasn't really, like, him having agency. That was – but it was super important that he did that. And then, you know, him dying and having his, you know, his notebook without any sort of fucking distance markers is a completely fucking separate issue. Um, but, you know, like, he has his notebook and he needed that, you know – the delinquents needed that to get to Luna, but you know, Lincoln didn't really need to be there for that clearly. Um, so I think, I think as much as there was uproar over his death, certainly the way that they sort of positioned his character for season three, it it was very obvious that, you know, they were going to get sort of get rid of him. They just kind of like put him off to the side, even though, um, you know, he was a main cast member and what would he have done? Like he, he could have been the character to maybe convince Bellamy, like, to get his head on straight and, like, see that what Pike was doing was not a long-term solution. Um, but the fact that they didn't use him for that kind of meant that his character was kind of done. Yeah. Um, I mean, at least at least in my mind, like, he really didn't serve much of a purpose in season three. Yeah, he didn't serve much of a purpose. I think, you know, I think he kind of his his off-screen 
um, issues kind of necessitated that. I mean, he wanted to be, I think he wanted to be let out of the show regardless. Um, and he made a stink about it and he got let out of the show. The, the, the way the show tends to get rid of people. Um, and that's by death. (laughs) Death. So congratulations. Um, yeah, you made an ass of yourself a little bit and social media, but you, you got a lead on another show. So good on you, but you left everybody. Um, but you kind of burned some bridges. So good gerb. Um, I'm, I'm about done talking about Lincoln. Uh, he, he's, do you have anything, Shaheen? Uh, I think, uh, no, I think I said enough. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Who else? So Shaheen, who, who, who do you want to talk about next? Next. Now uh, serving guess, um, number four. <laughs> let's like talk about Lexa. Pound of salami. Okay. So <laughs> Jesus, person- good lord. <laughs> <laughs> Like Lexa, what? I, I, you know that I couldn't have put her on my list to talk guess about. Yes, you could have. You know, and I just, all I up just been here, like, but... it's her lesbian privilege. <laughs> so what What do you want to talk about? Um, so Shaheen? I guess I personally haven't said much about Lexa throughout the the podcast. And uh, so I, I often come down on the sky people side of things for some reason because you guys are that shit crazy um <laughs> so <laughs> i just uh want to say that i'm i love lexa and um oh, I love lexa. I love you had to get quietly she's awesome. quietly drunk on a sunday and profess your love for fucking lexa i just guys i just wanted to say I, that uh, i have to I admit lexa. a lot of the stuff that people find awesome about her are kind of i don't know how i feel about them like her, her introduction i think I feel like is kind of uh, kind of cliche, but uh, so what do you like about her then? But I think she's a very fascinating character, and uh, she faces this really tough situation where she has to rule over this population of people that are have been in conflict for a long time. So when you're um, you have to rule over a violent population. Uh, it's a very difficult decision. Uh, it's a very difficult series of decisions that you have to make. And usually people don't handle that very well. Um, but um, yeah, I think she did a great job. And and it seems like she was always trying to walk this tight rope of not pissing off her people by making him feel like um, quote-unquote justice isn't being done and at the same time trying to get them to see that justice doesn't always con- uh, consist in revenge. So, um, yeah, I think she uh, she was walking on, on thin ice and... She it's, did it, her, a good job. And, and, and like I said before, I don't think her death was at all meaningless. I think that everything led it, leading up to the, her death was um, um, was basically working up to that conclusion. Um, so I think she was a fascinating character. I think I think the the whole thing like I could have like I would have loved to see more of her character only because again like she is a very she is a fascinating character, um, but it almost feels like sort of her 
her whole arc was very much like a, a drawn out episode of, of, of demons where it's like you try to do what you think is right and good and fair and just and isn't necessarily vengeance because you're kind of trying to move away from that and you're still fucked. You know, like yeah. Clark <laughs> Clark was going to be good and and let someone live and show mercy, even though it's kind of a fucked up sort of mercy. And like, you know, it was like kind of a backhanded you get to live, but I hope you live forever because <laughs> everything's terrible for you. But then, you know, Fuck like, you, dude. oh, well, that was a bad idea. Like, turns out, don't be merciful to shitheads. And sort of Lexa sort of had the same thing where it was like, she wants to see the best in her people and provide for the best of her people and do all of this. And like, meanwhile, it's the one person that you trust not to fuck you over um, ends up shooting you in the belly. And you're just kind of like, well, shit. <laughs> it's very sort of this like nihilist sort of character arc where nothing works out and everything is terrible. Yeah. I, I think it, it's odd because like Titus at some point stops trusting Lexa to make the right decision, I guess because he thinks Clark is influencing her too much, but I I just, it's frustrating because it, it seems like maybe this is what they had always been working towards. It's, it's unclear when, when they mentioned the when. Titus and Lex are talking about, um, you know, this is, this is what we've always been kind of working for. We don't know what that is. Um, and, and Titus kind yeah, it of, sort of like seemed like there was even more to it yeah, than just peace. Yeah. I think like there was a hinty hint. Peace. Why, why not, why not assume that they just mean, uh, uniting the 12 clans and having a peaceful coalition. But the thing is like that, that had, that had happened. And then, um, you know, everything that Lexa had decided, basically on her own, I think Clark had did, did have an influence on her, but it was a positive influence. Um, and Titus saw it as making her weak. And I don't know if it's like if Titus just has an issue with Lexa being in a relationship with ever, anyone, or if, if he's just like way too controlling. Well, Titus's thinking is... I think it was with anyone. Titus's thinking is um, if you just... Forget about these fucking 400 people who don't fucking even matter and no one cares about them. If we just forget about these 400 people, <laughs> we'll be fine. We'll have peace. All the 12 clans will be uh, united uh, I, and I don't, we'll be fine. Oh, I don't ignore that whole isolation. You are yeah. putting Shh. everyone's lives in danger by um, caring too much about these 400 people. And that's because you're in a relationship with this one woman. Who comes from that clan, or that whatever? Yeah, I, I think like, so. That's, that's how, how he, he sees forged. it. I, I like. I don't. I don't think that. Um, it's a fucking royal marriage. I think it was. I think it was a. Um, I think it was a foregone conclusion that the Ice Nation was going to jockey for power. I don't think Sky Crew had any anything to do with that. I think obviously they complicate the whole equation because they they fall to the earth and they're just another th fucking thing to have to deal with uh, both for Alexa and for ice nation to kind of leverage them um but i don't think peace was ever in the cards as long as naya and her ambitions to put on terry on, on the commander's throne were in play which we still never really kind of got like why ice nation like they were kind of a one-dimensional like cobra kai villain <laughs> of like they just want 
power. Like, she just wants to be in charge. It's like, okay, but, like, to what end? It's not like... they, They sort of, like, again, like, this gets into... We had entirely too many new characters that didn't see the end of season three. Like, why is Ice Nation the, you know, the fucking bad guys? Like, why? And we were going to get a little bit of that with Roan, like, being like, oh, well, you've only heard Lex's perspective. It's like, okay, well. So so what is the other perspective? Mm -hmm. Exactly. So what is it? You know, I wonder, I wonder if, like, Ice Nation is the elitist cast in, in this, in this world. And the reason why I ask that is because Ice Nation is the only clan that we know of that has a a royalty. Monarch? Yeah. So like, oh well, I'm the queen of Ice Nation. You're just the why le- should I have to? Yeah, bow? you're just the leader of farm farm or um, tree crew. Like you probably just fell into your leadership position, Indra. I mean, what did what did you do to earn it? I'm royalty. I was born into this. You're just like. Things fell for you the right way on on Tuesday, and now you're the leader. So I wonder if like that's that plays into it. If they think they're they're better than everybody else because maybe they're better warriors, or perhaps they have this royal blood, or perhaps maybe because they're fucking Canadians. I don't know. Fucking superior Canadians! I swear to God. What if every time? What if like during the apocalypse, like things took a turn and like all the Americans became really really nice, and then the Canadians just became assholes, and they're like, so, "Sorry is out of our vocabulary now, <laughs> bitches." Double rods. So when I when I like one of the one of the times that I lived in Thailand, uh, one of my housemates was this Canadian uh, girl who was super loud and super brash. Like she basically was the embodiment of Boston. <laughs> um, in, in female form. And so, you know, people would meet us and try to guess who was the American, who was the <laughs> Canadian. And they were always wrong because me, the, you know, polite, quite, I mean, not to say that she wasn't polite, but like, I was not the loud American. And she was like, balls to the wall, like, heavy drinking, you know, going ape shit, um, you know, kind of a thing. So like, yeah, maybe, maybe Ice Nation... I don't know. It's just kind of like a weird, unexplored thing. And again, this gets into what I would have liked to have seen more. While you would have liked to have seen more City of Light, Shaheen, I would have liked to have seen more sort of backstory, you know, grounder politics, because it seems like there's, you know, within a hundred years, they seem to have like managed to create this entire governmental and, you know, in, interlinked with sort of religious, um, you know, system in place that was very rigid and everyone kind of accepted that. Well, how the fuck do you create that? Like, how do you create a mythology around a commander who, what did the commander do before the clans were united? Like, yeah, what did, is what? that what Ice Nation is salty about? Like, maybe they don't like, maybe, maybe it's the fact that every single clan, much like our United States senator system, every clan gets two senators when Ice Nation is massive, um, maybe they're just pissed about the electoral college is really probably it. Uh, yeah, that's um, probably it. That's, that's probably, yeah. The electoral yeah. college somehow survives the apocalypse and exists into the future because if, And Ice Nation was the popular vote. Yeah, and it's like cockroaches and the electoral college. Those are the only survivors of the nuclear apocalypse. I and paintbrush kits and charcoals so that Finn can hit on... Um, Clark. Yeah, so he can get the the sexy sex yeah. on. Oh, and candles! Don't forget the candles. Well, I'm sure Lexa Cop probably has like uh, kids in some sort of factory making those. <laughs> She's outsourced. <laughs> That's it. what uh, Glowing Forest Clan off- does. Offshore it. 
Yeah, I I, th- I thought Lexa was a really interesting character, and I, I kind of I always balk at the people who are like, well, she was only a guest star, and she became such a huge character. It's not about people, fans. Again, stop being idiots. It's not about how much, how many episodes you were signed on for, and 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 how they bill you in the opening credits. And it's not whether your name is first or your name is last with a guest star above it. It's about characters. And Lexa's character was really, really interesting. She opened up a lot of, a lot more about the grounders than I had ever thought they were going to um, after I had uh, completed season one and immediately started you know, watching season season two in my binge watch. I'm like, you can't be just because you do not like her character because she has removed something from you that you hold dear. Um, doesn't mean that she was not an important character and that she what will not resonate throughout the rest of the series. Sorry guys. Um and I I like I would I agree with you Joe. I think they had a huge missed opportunity with Naya and Antari and the Ice Nation and King Rowan in season 3. I I think like you said they just kind of like were the big bad just to conveniently be the big bad. And they, they added yet another variable to the whole thing that didn't need to be there, that just kind of really complicated things more than they needed to be in season three. So well, I'm hoping it Because, like, s- season two villains, like, if we're going to talk about the mountain men being the clear villains in this, um, you know, or at least the sort of antagonist to, to Clark, um, you know... It, they had dimension, like like we've talked about. There were fucking gray areas with the mountain yeah. men of like, well, you can, you can, what did you want them you to do? You can make a case for them. You can make a case for their point of view. But but there was no case to be made for, okay, so Nia wants Antari in power. Why? What does she get? What is what is Antari going to give her that Lexa is not giving Ice Nation? And we, we Can- don't know. Candles? Uh, candles, maybe? Ca- candles. Maybe Lexa, like, hoards <laughs> all the candles because she's a she's a, a selfish bitch. I mean, that's a possibility. I mean, that's fair. That That's likely, but we didn't get any, like, confirmation on that. Yeah. So I, I, I think Lexa is also very important, um, obviously, because of the whole representation thing. Like, her sexuality is, is not important to the plot whatsoever. She just happens to be uh, a lesbian. And I think that's refreshing because usually when, um, when somebody is different on a television show, they, writers will zero in on that difference and make it be the most important character trait. The only thing. Yeah. So, so for instance, there's this show on NBC called This Is Us. It's a huge hit right now. I watch it. Um, it. Do you watch it, Shaheen? Of course he doesn't. Sorry, don't, what? Don't watch it. <laughs> What's uh, the show called again? This, this is us. It's it's basically the no. the spiritual successor to Parenthood. Basically, it's the show that tries to get you into an ugly cry by the end of it. Um, Why would you watch that? Because I'm a fucking sucker, Joe. I just I can't I can't say no. I'm just a girl who can't say no. Wait, oh my god. Oh shit, that's from. That's from Oklahoma. Well, I wonder, is there subtext there? Probably. Um, anyway, so there's this there's this morbidly obese woman on there who's one of the main characters. And 95% of her storyline is about her weight. She is a smart woman. She's a capable woman. She's funny. 
Um, she's in a relationship, but the only thing that matters to, to anybody on this show in regards to her is her weight. And it really pisses me off because it's like, you have the opportunity here to not call attention to the fact that this woman is morbidly obese and focus on the other things that make her a good character, except you, you failed in that respect. Um, but the male characters are all multidimensional. Um, and she's just, fat. and she's just fat. Yeah, I mean, she has. We also know she is also a huge, huge Pit, Pittsburgh Steelers fan because that was one of her episodes that she she had to watch the the Pittsburgh Steelers. So she's just disappointing all around. Yeah, she's really just disappointing whoa, all whoa, around. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking sports hold, fan hold Shaheen right comes there. in here. Wait, what, Shaheen? You are not Shaheen. You couldn't give two shits about the Pittsburgh Steelers. I I live in Pittsburgh, though. <laughs> that doesn't make you. I don't take I mean, that okay. lightly when you, you <laughs> just straight How dare up you? my team. Do not, do not insult my sports ball team. That I don't actually care I about. I don't care about them. I don't know what sport they play. <laughs> I don't even know what their colors are. But I live in the city, it's damn hockey, it. right? Just saying, if you're mentioning Pittsburgh, you got to be careful with your words. Are you going to step up to me, Wait, Shaheen? like you're going to fight us or you're like Pittsburgh bros are going to fight you gotta, us? You want to go, Shaheen? Do you even lift, bro? <laughs> <laughs> uh, point is, the, the, uh, yeah. The point is, I really appreciate when characters are not your normal, everyday, straight, white, cisgendered. Oh, I hate saying that word, cis. Cisgender God, people. you're such a fucking ally. I am, it's I am so fucking PC right now. I like when you Ugh. when you have these different characters whose differences don't aren't there simply to drive the plot, right? Um, and I think the the hundred does that really really well. I, I will most of the most time. of the time I will give them props for that. Obviously, there are times when they fall flat on their faces. Um, you know, the manner of Lexa's death and how they handled that being one of them. But I think. You know, not everybody can be perfect like me. Um, so I think I think Crickets. we need to be we need to be I think we really need to love shows that give us these very deep characters who are treated as they should would be treated in in everyday life. Like, I I don't see people walking into my office going, I'm fat, or I'm black, or I'm gay. That's the thing that you need to know about me. That's my defining characteristic. And then they go about their day. That that just doesn't so happen. So I shouldn't get my t-shirts printed, is what you're well, telling me. Well, you can me. get your t-shirts printed. I'm not, Look, if you want to make a fashion state, is it just going to say I'm gay on it? What is, I mean, like... No, no. Like, I look pretty gay in person. Like, I should, you know, like, that's kind of, I mean, duh. I think you like, probably, judging on the outfit you wore yesterday, I think you probably should get a t-shirt that says, no, really, I'm not a hipster. <laughs> Too old to hipster is really what it is. Is hipster? I feel like hipster is even like too old of a term. Like hipster is not even a term. Only old people that are uncool now would even say the word hipster. Well, Does that make sense? I'm sorry, but who else besides you and hipsters wear plaid trucker jackets? Uh, and lumberjacks. Okay. Sorry, lumberjacks. Sorry, lumberjacks. Left you out of that one. <laughs> I mean, you don't you know, even it's know. In good you, company. You don't even know. You can't. You can't even respond. So let's move I on know. to. You have one other character that. Are, are we done with Lexa? Are we done with her? Uh, I know that you know. Yeah, this was your Shaheen. Do you feel like you explored 
the commander to your um. drunken heart's content. Are you still are you still awake, or is that wine just kicking in? Are you getting a little little housewife sleepy? Yeah, I'm. He's just, I'm, he's just gonna close I'm his here. eyes. For just I'm a here. I'm here. I'm. I'm. <laughs> I'm conscious. <laughs> That's the bear line. I'm yeah. not dead. I am conscious. That is. That is. Congratulations, Shaheen. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. I think. Um. I've said before that I think she. Um. In my opinion, she was always building up to. The moment where she can announce um, that blood must have blood is no longer uh, the law of the land. Um, but I guess that's up for debate. But um, yeah, she's more of a pragmatic sort of um, peacemaker where she thinks it's it's okay to kill yeah. in order to achieve peace. Um, and... Yeah, I think she represents a very interesting perspective on this whole thing. Yeah, I, I think she had a really interesting evolution. I think she she was fronting when we first met her. Like she was. Oh like, yeah, she was fronting like, and hard hard shit. And now she's hard like, ass. When, hard by ass. By the time bitch. we left, she was like sweet little like delicate. No, I wouldn't. On, like, I wouldn't say that. I, I would say that she was fronting because she had to front. Um, with these new people, but she's she's tender. She's got, oh she's my got a soft God. heart. Stop! Stop trying to make her so gay. Um, and then, <laughs> and why is that gay? Why is having feelings gay? It just is. <laughs> I don't know. I'm talking out my ass right now. So you and Shaheen, as the two resident heterosexuals, have no feelings. Um, I have feelings. I mean, I fucking cry at the end of a, of, of a shitty show called This Is Us. Like, there's something in there, and I'm, I'm very embarrassed. Like, horribly embarrassed that I can be sucked in. What about Shaheen? Do you have feelings, Shaheen? I think he does. Do I, I have feelings does, in yeah. general, in life? Do I have <laughs> yeah. emotions at all? Is that the question? Yeah, Shaheen. Do you, do you have revelries? <laughs> um, yes. I don't know that there was a lot of hesitation there. There was a like, lot of you you zipping up your person suit and like oh look at you with your Hannibal reference high five yeah that was me high fiving <laughs> myself. You were such a dork. You just high fived yourself. I love it though. It's a great sound effect. <laughs> oh shit. Um. Okay. So let's move on to. Let us move on to Murphy, Joe. Murphy's on your on the run sheet for you. On my list? Yeah. Okay. Talk about Dirty Murphy. Like, I feel like we've talked about Murphy in terms of, like, sort of what he's done. Like, he's, you know, he's always important, which uh-huh. is sort of a surprising um, thing, uh, given how he started the show as just, like, a very Shipper. one-dimensional, like, teen villain. Like, he had his slicked back hair, and he was mean. He was sneering at people and just being me. And, you know, like, he was sort of the he – was, he was sort of like Octavia in sort of, like, his very yeah. teenager-dumb, you know, face valueness. Um, but then, like, so, so he was this, like, one-dimensional teen villain in sort of the first season. And in the second season, season he became this, like – like seeing him with Jaha, like on this fucking walkabout. What was the term that you used for him, Shaheen? Oh, um, uh, for 
Jaha? The Night of True no, Faith. No, for, for the Mercy. The Night of Faith. Oh. I thought that was Jaha. Oh, uh, yeah. What did you the call? The Night of Faith is Jaha. For, uh, Murphy is the positive nihilist. Yeah. 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 And, like, he lets us see sort of our own reactions. Like, like I feel like you're supposed to identify with Murphy on this whole desert walkabout because Jaha is fucking crazy. <laughs> So and like so he's our Greek chorus basically. He's the what the fuck yeah. Greek chorus. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Of just like, do you see this crazy asshole? Like, <laughs> good. I'm glad I'm not the only one. The only one thing seeing that's this. missing like, that was... is Murphy just turning the camera and doing one of those Jim Halpert looks. Oh. <laughs> oh my god, totally. Like I kind of just wanted him to like, you know, office or parks and rec just look at the camera and be like, mm. Um and then and then by the end of like season three, he is He's always been crucial to the plot, which I don't think that you would, if you had ever, like, asked any of the characters, like, hey, what are your feels on John Murphy? I don't think anyone really realizes how important he is um, to everyone's story. Like, he touches sort of everyone's path. Um, And so by the end of season three, like, you know, or when rather um, we sort of meet him again in 307, um, when he meets up back with Clark, like, he knows everything at that point, which no one else does. Um, and I think that that's a really surprising, like, I think that his character arc is kind of one of the best ones of the show and it's sort of unexpected, especially seeing where we went from season one. Yeah. And that was kind of like a really important decision that the writers made to make him kind of the bearer of the knowledge. Um, and I think it's a very interesting one. he doesn't want it. No, he doesn't. His character doesn't want any of that shit. Yeah. He just wants to go, he just wants to go and, um. And get his his sexing on with um with uh uh Amori. He just wants to have cave sex with Amori. He doesn't want to be a part of any of this shit. It's too too heavy. Are we gonna explore? Do you think that that's why? I mean, maybe, maybe not. Like, is that why we didn't explore any sort of aftermath of Murphy's basically rape? Or is that just another one of the things where the writers kind of really fucking misjudged, um, you know, what they were dealing with? I think they misjudged what they were dealing with. Um, that, that scene was obviously rape because it was forced consent, but it didn't read as rape. And it didn't... It, I'm sorry. It, well, it, and it, given the score that they use yeah, with like it, sexy it, guitar music, it didn't. It wasn't apparent that the show was aware that it was rape, and I think they dropped the ball big time with that one. And I don't, I don't think they will revisit it. Unfortunately, I, I think <clears> that they probably should um, to make things right. But again, I, I don't, I don't know if they'll they'll dwell on the past. They probably just want. But to But at the same forward. time. like an argument could be made that given that it is sort of Murphy and the way that Murphy handles sort of uncomfortable situations, it would make sense that he would kind of just move past that. Like, does that make sense? Like, or at least like just ignore that it ever happened kind of thing. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Like just kind of chalk it up to like a shitty thing that happened. I mean, Murphy is not a victim. Right, that's what defines his character. Is he's not a victim. Yeah, he, he kind of always wants to be that. Has been through the worst and more, and he doesn't care. Um, he just kind of pushes forward, and he survives. And he's not gonna blame anyone. He's not gonna blame himself. 
he's just gonna go forward. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you, Shaheen. I think he doesn't like to be portrayed as a victim. And you rarely get to see kind of a moment of vulnerability with him. He always has that that wall up, that sarcastic, smart-ass wall. And you only, like, like in um, the the premiere of season two where he and Raven are in the dropship and he kind of lets down that wall and explains why he's such a fucked-up individual, I, I thought that was such a great moment that, that humanized Murphy a, a great deal. And just, by the way, how he acts throughout the rest of season two and then obviously into season three, he becomes um, an empathetic character that you kind of like, okay, you were were a shitty person in season one, but now I kind of get you and I kind of like your vibe and shit. Um, So I think that, like, he he won't ever – he might – I don't think the writers will do this, but if I had my druthers – I would have him ad- admit to um, uh, Amori at some point that what had happened between him and Antari was not something he wanted to do. Um, they don't have to call it rape, but it would it would be so powerful for a show on the CW to have a male character. To have a male teenager? Yes, to have a ma- male character basically admit to having been raped by a woman. Um, because a lot of people out in the world don't believe that that can physically happen. And I'm telling you guys, it can physically happen. You're not always in control of what your body does in certain situations. So um, I just, it would be such a, an important moment on TV, but I don't think that they'll do it, unfortunately. You know. But yeah, I I really like... I, I can like his his arc in season four is one of the ones I'm looking forward to most. And if you would ask me, like which way is he going to yeah, go? Yeah, if you would ask me in season in season one if I would care two shits about Murphy, Murphy, I'd be like, the, the sooner they kill off this guy, the better, because he's just a distraction. But now I'm like, oh, I can't wait for him to interact with Raven and with Clark and with Rowan <laughs> and like all these different people. I just want to see his smart ass side come out, and I want to understand like. I want to know how him and uh, Amori are going to move to get, move forward together. Like I'm, I'm pulling for those two kids. I really am. Like I'm so excited for Murphy. It's not even funny. So yeah, bravo. I feel like Murphy and and to a degree, I would say Lexa are two characters where you kind of they introduce them in a very one dimensional, uh, predictable sort of way. And then sort of you get this depth to their characters where you're like, oh, I want a lot more time with them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I want I want to know sort of what drives them because clearly it's not what I thought. Um, or at least they can surprise me, um, which I, I, I really appreciate, um, you know, especially especially with Murphy. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Murphy. That's why I'm like the the more time spent with some characters that I don't necessarily like or don't think are very deep, take away the time I want to spend with with Murphy and Bellamy and Clark. Who do you who do you think isn't deep? I'm re- I'm I know a lot of people feel the same way, so I'm kind of jumping on a bandwagon here. But I'm over Jasper, just over him. If you think about it, and I think I've made this point before, he serves no purpose in life. He's he's basically a stoner. He has no discernible skills um like i don't think that he could like fix the rover or uh screw in a light so you don't think he's he's supposed to be our our every man our you know 
our own insecurities that maybe I'm not good for anything either. Well, I don't have those insecurities because I know I'm good for stuff. <laughs> I mean, everybody should be good at something, right? Like you're what's Jasper's thing. What is Jasper's thing? Like what, like if he, if he had to go and take a vocational test, what would it be? What, what would they t- decide that he, that he should be like at this point in time, he, he serves no purpose in the show. I th- I think his arc he is said that over. he was god at chemistry in season one. Just because no, we haven't fucking seen just that. because he can make uh, drugs doesn't make him good at chemistry. It just makes him good at making illegal drugs. Well, that's what he's he not said. Walter he said, White. Uh, I was god at chemistry, and he was helping Raven with the with the bullets because he because you need a lot of chemistry sulfur. experience to dump powder out of bullets. <laughs> well, you do like to make gunpowder. You totally do. Yeah, you totally you was making gunpowder, right? No, he was out just, of shit. He was making gunpowder out of shit. They weren't making you know gunpowder out of shit. They were you don't taking. Know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I I agree with you. I would suck in a post-apocalyptic society. I would serve no purpose. Oh, I'd be dead. I'd be dead. Whenever you can make gunpowder out of shit, he then wasn't you can making talk gunpowder about out of Jasper. shit. He, all yeah, they were Raven doing said that the, he was taking he was taking stuff from the uh, what do you call the place where you shit in a latrine. Camp? What is it? The latrine. Latrine. Yeah. Whatever. The poop hole. <laughs> the poop hole. Well, there's, yeah, there's. He he was taking stuff from there to make bullets or to make gunpowder. Why don't I recall this? I feel like you're just making this up at this point in time. This how is many, from how many, season one? How many glasses of wine in are you? Mm, yes many (laughs) (laughs) i love how you gave a bunch of shit before about how you studied physics and whatnot and you're like yeah many one two Mm. three many (laughs) (laughs) you're just you're just embracing you know the the the, like the other primitive cultures of the world who you know they have numbers for one and more than one and that's it one two three and then lots all of them Or, or or he's just like a little kid I'm I'm this many old, and you hold up two fingers, yeah. and you're actually four, which means you're kind of, kind of a little bit behind developmentally. But that's fine. That's fine. You'll, you know, as long as you try. catch up. Yeah, we'll give you a participation <laughs> participation you're just, trophy. You're, you're just a late bloomer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure Joe can give you one of her many participation trophies. You don't need them all, Joe. Fair. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I I guess I guess. This is sort of the question of, okay, you guys didn't kill Jasper at the end of season three. You better fucking do something with him in season four. I hope they kill him off in the first, like, two minutes of the premiere. Is that wrong of me? I'm just, I'm, I mean, I'm over not- him, dudes. I'm just well, apparently over him. I said that in the very first episode that we recorded and everyone was, op- was offended. <laughs> I wasn't offended. Maybe, maybe well, you've been offe- very convincing maybe over these. yeah. I think rewatching everything us. just makes like when you rewatch season three, there's a very fine tipping point where you're just like, all right, enough Jasper. I'm all full up on Jasper. Kill him now. Um, but yeah, no, I, I like Jasper. I don't mind. Um, what do you want him to do in season four? I think he should have. He should have uh, committed suicide at the end of season three. <laughs> I like Jasper, but I wish he were dead. Well, liking a character is one thing, and whether you want him want him to be alive is another thing. I mean, the I think the best end for his character would have been to just die at the end of season three. 
Okay, but since he didn't, you know, where, where what do he I go want him here? to do? Yeah. That's a good question. Like, I feel like he we can and reserve Jaha that have for the predictions episode. Okay, so we're saving it for them. Oh, yeah. we don't. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, okay. If we, if we have one. If we haven't broken yeah. up by then. <laughs> Awkward silence. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you guys want to see other people? Mm, well, it's not. That that I just want to see. A, it's, it's not, not you. It's not we that never I said we were exclusive. <laughs> it's just I want options. If I want, we to want see different other things. Do we ever say we were exclusive? Are you wait? Do you have another podcast on the side? <laughs> side podcast. <laughs> Shaheen drinks his white wine with other people. That's disgusting. Yeah. And then he comes. Honestly. And then he comes podcasting. It's like I don't with even us. know you anymore. Oh, it's gross. God. I should go get tested. <laughs> All right, who's our last character? You want to talk about Dirty Abby or Indra? Or are we going to do both? I kind of wanted to wrap things up. Oh, all right. Well, Abby's dirty. She's a terrible doctor. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah, let's just, let's just start wrapping things up. I think we're at a good length right now. You know how I'm into length. Okay. Um, ah, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Here, I thought you were into girth, Jen. I mean, honestly, it's like I don't even know you. So I'll just be that little, that little, uh, little girl with the tacos. Why not both? (laughs) I mean, there's no dick that's like, like long, like a, like a fucking (laughs) pen, (laughs) and like little, like no girth. That just doesn't happen. Normally, they go together. Necessarily, there are some that are skinnier than others, and and those aren't necessarily what I'm into because it's just I don't know. Let's wrap it up. Yeah, let's wrap it up. (laughs) Okay, so our next episode, episode 16, we will be discussing ships. Don't get excited. Not the ships. Nah, don't get excited, everybody. We're not talking uh, Balark or Klexa. I mean, we we might delve a little into those those ships a little bit, but those have been uh, beaten to death. Um, by fans, some of them actually dead. Um, yeah, and then you've dug up the bodies and and had weird sex with them, and then beaten them to death again. So why is it gonna be weird sex, Jen? Like, well, we're why talking do you about dead to, like, body judge sex. Other people, it's dead body sex. Jesus Christ, I can make judgments about dead body sex. But thanks a lot, fandom, for beating beating Klexa and Bell Bellark into the ground to the point where I hate all y'all. Everything. Um. But we're going to be discussing the relationships between characters. Maybe they're romantic, maybe they're friendships, maybe they're familial relationships. But um, we think it's important to kind of dive a little into discussing how people relate to one another and, and the, the, the ties that bind. So that's what we're going to be discussing in, uh, in January. So we're going to be taking a little bit of a, a holiday break, guys, for the holidays. So... Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, ha- Happy other things. Festivus? Happy Festivus for the rest of us. Um, hope you spend time with your friends and family, get everything that you want. You get people gifts that they want. Um, you don't get too drunk on the eggnog and whatnot. Um, I know I won't be. I will be drinking my ginger ale and fucking chamomile tea. Oh, yeah, tea. Wendy, are you never going to be allowed booze again? Like, is, All right, this, so, is this just it? So, Shaheen and I are going to so, have to be the drunks? Listen, look, 
If I could get a gastro and gast, gastroenteritis, oh fuck, how do you pronounce gastroenteritis? Gast, no, the the the, the gastroenterologist. Yes, that that kind of doctor. If I could get their fucking mm-hmm. um, offices to call me back to make an appointment, I've spoken, I've I've called two different doctors' offices now, twice, both of them twice, and I can't get anyone to call me back to make an appointment. I am an insured individual. I can pay for my my stuff. I can pay for my like endoscopy and all that stuff. I need somebody. Just do it on your own. Like DIY that shit. Like I'm sure you get a Home Depot. At, you I know, just, ask Shaheen I just, for like what parts to get. I just mm. need to know: Do I have an ulcer? Do I have an inflamed stomach? It, am I having acid reflux? I need to know so I can adjust my diet because y'all, I cannot live without coffee. I cannot live without black tea. I cannot live without chocolate. This this life is not. I can't do it, guys. Worth living. Yeah, it's it's not worth living. I, I don't think you're basically Octavia under the under the floorboards. I, I haven't eaten anything with a spice in it for like two Ooh. weeks now. Um, Makes me sad. Yeah, I know it's just horrible. So th- this is the state of American healthcare. They they can't even fucking call you back. So I got to call again tomorrow and see like at what point do I start calling them the f word because they can't fucking call me back. It's just common courtesy, folks. Just common. So courtesy. what if? Like, now that you're, like, on this, like, terrible bland food diet, can I send you, like, one of those, like, party cookbooks from, like, the 1970s where it's just, like, jello fondue and, like, weird, like, fish pate? But everything is super bland because it's, like, American well, I don't, in the 70s. I don't want and, like, fish you pate. can try all of those. Look, I don't, I'll, be, I'll be straight with you. I don't like fish pate, but if you put, if you float some fucking fruit and like mini marshmallows and some fucking jello i will be all over that shit you know what i saw i saw i saw ambrosia in the um grocery store the other day you know with the like the whipped cream and the 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 little mandarin oranges and like coconut flakes and all that shit i'm like i'm gonna make some of that shit over the holidays eat that fucking shit and sit on my couch and binge watch fucking netflix and i'm gonna do it i'm gonna like just just stuff my face full of ambrosia and watch the gilmore girl so <clears throat> that's a great transition that is the most like a sad basic bitch thing i've ever heard yeah well sometimes i indulge but uh that's a good transition <laughs> into what are we watching so uh tv shows to recommend what are you watching shaheen shaheen come on you've been watching something i uh, no <laughs> his <laughs> I haven't been watching anything. (laughs) It's not even worth talking about. Have you guys been watching The Walking Dead? Um, Yeah, unfortunately, yes. What do you think? What the fuck is that show even about anymore? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (sighs) It's awful. You know? So tonight is the the mid-season finale, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yes, it is. It's 90 minutes, guys. Oh, are you serious? Like, we got 90 minutes last week of nothing but Negan, like, rocking back on his heels and and and, and cocking his head to the side. And shimmying. He shimmies yes. a lot. So, here's oh, the question. Awful. Why doesn't anyone shoot Negan? Exactly. Like, he, has, he has no, like, we've been given no reason why his authority is legitimate Absolutely. to anyone. Or, like... What is what is keeping like, clearly him in power? Everyone resents him. Like yeah, nobody everyone likes fucking him. hates him. Like why is he still in power? I mean, like the most obvious thing though, Shaheen is like, why didn't Coral shoot him when he was sitting there in the back of the truck with the fucking? Oh my god! Don't even get me start oh. on fucking Coral. God. god, if so, if anyone needed a haircut more, I, I just I don't I can't with that kid. I cannot with that kid. 
I can't. Yeah, that. Uh. Yeah, exactly. Like he got out of the truck, and and Negan is just walking. He's just like fucking walking. mow them all down with your assault rifle. Like, yeah. just do it, and then and, and see then what the- happens. I mean, he's his dad. You know, you know what could be worse. Just see what happens. Like I feel like Michonne is over this shit, and I just I want her to be the one to like behead him. Um, but I also like Michonne. Yeah, I think it's gonna be Maggie that kills him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah I'll be watching that tonight. Um, I angrily I, everyone hate watches it. Well, now. I like, like nobody actually likes. It. I like woke up this morning and and I felt like a little joy just kind of slip away from my life because I'm like, no, oh, there's no Westworld to watch tonight. <sighs> yeah. See, um, Westworld season finale was aired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, last You week. guys still it, recommend it, it? It was 90 minutes long. We've recommended it every single fucking week. Shaheen, don't you listen to us on this? We're on the same podcast, right? Like, <laughs> No, just want to make sure you saw the finale and you still recommend it. Yeah, saw the finale. Yes. Okay. It was 90 minutes long. If you want to know how to do a 90-minute long finale, TV writers, that's how you do it. It was phenomenal. So, Shaheen, you have to watch Westworld. Dude. Right. Dude. 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 Um, Dude. So I, I kind of already mentioned that I'm, I, I decided that I didn't want to. I have a fear of missing out. Um, FOMO, as it's called. FOMO, FOMO as the kids say. As the kids say. I'm like, this Gilmore Girls revival, I need to know what the last four words are. I'm not going to spoil it for myself, but I can't. But I'm one of those people who cannot watch just like one season of something. And it can't be like, oh, I'm just going to watch the last season of this show. I haven't seen anything else. I have to be a completist. So I've started watching all the Gilmore Girls. There's a lot. That's a commitment. There are seven seasons. and It's like 22 episodes a season. And there's so much repetitive shit. I'm just in season two. I'm like barely into season two. There's so much repetitive shit. And um, the... Alexis Bledel or whatever her name is, the, the, the actress that plays Rory Gilmore, is the worst actress in the fucking world. She's so bad. I don't know why I did this to myself. So I'm, I've taken a break. And yesterday I watched um, on Netflix, Happy Valley Season 2. It's a, a, a British cop show. Um, highly recommend it, guys. It's really, really good. And then I started, uh, so Joe wouldn't give me any more fucking shit. I started Luke Cage yesterday and I got two episodes in. Um, it's not. It's good. It's not grabbing me yet, though, Joe. It's not grabbing me. How are you? Like, okay. I feel just fucking watch I, it. Just like, just fucking I, watch I, it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch some more. Um, after this, after um, we we wrap up. But the, I think there's an issue with the Marvel Netflix shows that they all start out slow in the beginning of them. Yeah, they always start out really slow. They only have eight episodes, guys. Get the pacing right. You have eight episodes. To do whatever you need to do. No, I thought there were like ten or twelve. Uh, there might be t- you. There might be ten, but it's not as it's not twelve. Um, I just feel like there's only eight for some reason, uh, and I feel like that's like the the right amount because some of these like there were some there were some times in Jessica Jones where I was just like, do I really need the neighbors? Do I fucking need the neighbors in this series? No, I don't. Could we just cut them out completely and shave off like an episode? Um, but, but yeah, so, um, and I'm, I'm coming up on my, uh, two weeks of vacation at the end of the year that I usually always take. So I might, I might die, um, with like just ambrosia with like ambrosia just dripping out of my mouth and onto my, my, uh, shirt. 
Because how long, how long, what's the over under and how long it takes for Winston to like eat your corpse? Um, I feel like dogs have more dignity than cats and they wouldn't do that. They would rather die than eat their best friend. Um, so there isn't a world where Winston... So what you're saying is that they are not survivors. They are not Murphy. No, they sacrifice their own well-being so that they don't have to desecrate the corpse of the one person, um, who is their best friend. Yeah, but is that, is that a good long-term business strategy? Huh. Look. I mean, these are the questions that we have to ask our, our, our dogs versus our cats. Let me be completely frank. When I'm dead, Uh I no longer give a shit. Oh well, I kind of do give a shit about Winston. I need a I need a survival plan for him. Okay, I I okay. will I I plan I plan on I'm going to delve into Witcher Three, which is a video game, and I am going to slay lots of people and have sex with all the women. So I might I might be why not any of the men folk? Or is this is this your moment? Are you do you have something to tell us, Jen? No, has, has, has Supergirl's storyline become become your life? Oh, silly, sweet, silly Joe. The main character in The Witcher, which you cannot change, is a man, Gerard. Or, Why can't he sleep with other dudes? Then I don't. Why? I don't know if that's. A, I don't know if that. I actually don't know if that's an option. But I prefer to sex up the the sexy ladies. Um, the busty, the busty bras. So I always play, I always play um, gay characters in my video games. It's my, it's my way of acting out. Um, mm, my fem, it's your rebellious nature. Yeah, my fem shep, she, uh, she romanced. Um, uh, what's her name? I can't remember what her name was. We got, we got the sexy times on, but yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So that's that's what you need to know about me. Um, I don't know what else I'm going to be watching. Um, oh, I watched another show. Ugh. Another British show on Netflix called uh, Paranoid. Um, if you're if you're into retro, uh, retro regressive main female characters who are uh, neurotic about having kids and being in a relationship and completely waste um, a great actress, then Paranoia or Paranoid is, is a show for you. Um, Way to sell it. Yeah. Um, I, it it could have been good, but they they just kind of massacred the main character. I'm like, uh, we don't need to do this anymore, guys. It is the the aught or the the want the tens the 2010. I don't even know the aughts tens whatever. The, but yeah, the teens. I yeah. Don't fucking know. So you, basically, all of yesterday was spent watching uh, shit on TV. Um, a very exciting 12 Monkeys casting news, guys, because uh, season three is coming up. But they they have signed on... Gaius fucking Baltar. Yeah, the dude who played Gaius Baltar for 12 Monkeys. So if you're not rubbing your nipples right now, there's something wrong with you. What if what if someone's nipples are too sensitive and they don't enjoy that kind of stimulation, Jen? Like, I feel like maybe, you are very binary with your sexual proclivities. Well, maybe you- for those of us, you know... <laughs> who maybe are into other things, we don't feel like we have a lot of safe space around you. Where's your cat, Shaheen? I just remembered that. Why don't you have a cat yet? How do we go from sensitive nipples to Shaheen's cat? Because I wanted to ask Shaheen if his nipples were sensitive. Two questions for you, Shaheen. Answer whichever order you'd prefer. Shaheen? Is is he asleep? Oh, my God. All right. Well, let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I wonder if he's mute. Let me go see. Oh, he dropped. That is not good. 
Um, well, let's wrap this up then. Um, and hope. Do I get to talk about TV shows? N- uh, well, we might not have anything to record ever. So, oh my God. Uh, yeah. What are you watching? What am I watching? Uh, well, we, we got caught up on Jane the Virgin, which is excellent, by the way. Um, sort of, they made a telenovela and it's fantastic. Uh, we just started Person of Interest because uh, Netflix said that I would like it and it is done by Jonathan Nolan. So I have high hopes, though right now it's sort of like starting out as sort of a, like a little bit of a bizarre sort of procedural, much in the same way of like elementary. Yeah, um, you got to stick with it. It, it becomes, yeah, I've heard that we got to yeah, like, stick with it. It becomes more serialized um, later on. And we're also watching Atlanta, which is which is really good. Oh, yeah, of yeah. Course. Um, yeah. But like, it's like that, like funny, sad, uncomfortable. Um, yeah. But it's good. It's a comedy that's not really funny. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. All right. Well, uh, I guess I guess since Shaheen dropped, we might not even have a podcast if this screws up the audio. So thanks, everybody, for listening, and may we geek again. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everyone. Hey, guys. Jen here. Do you ever listen to our podcast and think to yourself, Boy, I wish they would talk more about nipples. Well, have we got a treat for you. Happy holidays, everybody. All right, so at the end of the podcast, um, I mentioned that the, the dude that plays Gai- Gaius Beltar from um, uh, Gal- uh-huh. Battlestar Galactica, he's he's been cast in 12 Monkeys Season 3. And I, I, I basically told everybody, if you're not rubbing your nipples over that news, there's something wrong with you. And then Joe's like, what if your nipples are super sensitive? Like, I what mean, if my a, nipples need a safe space? I mean, it's like a reasonable question. Like, you know, not everybody just sits around rubbing their own nipples. Like, I am I'm not saying you have to, like, rub them, like, vigorously or violently. Like, maybe you could just, like, gently, like, like caress. No, or, like, if they're super sensitive and you can't even, like, bear to touch them, maybe just kind of, like, wave, like wave your hands at them and, and have, like, a little air <laughs> circulate over your nipples. Like, gently blow on them? I'm, but, I mean, seriously, if your nipples are that sensitive, I would, I would suggest you see a doctor. But, but, Shaheen, okay, so now you have the context. Let's explore your nipples. <laughs> I feel like, uh... I don't really even think about my nipples. I think most men <laughs> don't even. How do you think they feel about that, Shaheen? Like that's kind of a harsh thing for your nipples to hear. I mean, why are you being such a dick to your nipples? <laughs> dick nipples. <laughs> I uh, often forget that they're even part of my body. I don't even care about them. <laughs> so wow. no, I guess they're not. Do you take that same cavalier attitude towards other people's nipples as well? Like you're dating someone and they're like, Hey, I have these. And you're like, I don't, I don't see that. I don't, that doesn't look like anything to me. (laughs) You would not not understand the context of that. No, I, I, I I don't care about, I don't, sorry. What's the question again? (laughs) Well, I agree that having that that drinking something that tastes like burning car tires is not exactly everyone's uh, to everyone's tastes. But you get oh, you'll to accept it. that, but you won't accept the fact that some people don't like their nipples played with. Like, fuck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, 
this sounds like it's a you issue rather than a me issue. I, I, I don't really need you kind of like second-handedly talking about your nipple issues right now. Oh, this is not about my nipple issues. I'm sticking up for everyone else's nipple issues. I am, oh, I am oh, the nipple okay. issues of the people. Okay, I see. I see I'm how the it is. populist uh, nipple advocate. The, the nipple populist. Well, I'm sure that'll be a great platform to you for you to run on in uh, four years when you run for president. For all oh those God, people right? with sensitive nipples that need to be represented. And what about um, the people without sensitive nipples who need, like, clamps, you know, of, of vice grips to even feel anything? Like, what about people like Shaheen that don't even think about their nipples? I mean... I mean, what a... Is he even a person? Like, does that mean that we have to take it upon ourselves to think about them? Like, is that, like, he has neglected his, like, it takes a fucking village and now other people like, have to think about like, Shaheen's do we have neglected to put nipples? His, like, do we have to put his nipples in foster care? Or, like, collect money for it, like, you know, like, uh, the Ronald McDonald Fund or something. Like, should we, like... <laughs> if there, if at a McDonald's drive through there were a little collection box for neglected nipples, I would put my money in there every single time. The takeaways from this podcast are, Joe, you need to work on a logo. Uh-huh. Shaheen, you need to start thinking about your nipples a little bit more. Uh-huh. Because okay. I, I just I just don't feel like I feel bad for them. I yeah, and I shouldn't feel bad for your nipples. I shouldn't feel anything for your nipples, and now that I do feel something towards your nipples is <laughs> like inherently wrong. And that like, and that we what? shouldn't have to be picking up the nipple slack. <laughs> we are not the stewards of your nipples, Shaheen. My nipples are fine. They're, they didn't ask for your protection. So, get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> Wait, was there a third takeaway? I don't I'm I don't know. I'm just so distracted by Nipplegate that I just <laughs> <laughs> So, I what was a third takeaway? No. Oh, just start thinking about ships. Right. Okay. Like, why can't they kill off Jasper and then, like, elevate one of those those three to a main character? Like, I don't... Why can't we have that? Because you want it? Why can't Shaheen pay more attention to his nipples? I like, mean, maybe... Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Maybe Shaheen is paying more attention to other body parts. I don't want to know. <laughs> I mean, like, what if he, like, has meticulous feet? Like, why Why would I pay attention to my nipples? They're not doing anything. Because <laughs> you never take them useless. anywhere, Shaheen. I don't you never care take if them they out. exist. You they never don't do anything for me. I mean, what are they supposed to do for you? Like, pick up the mail? Like, I don't exactly. know what you expect. They don't do anything. They don't exist. <laughs> Until you start pulling your weight around here, I'm not thinking about you. Can't you can't put a dick I'm... between them. You can't do anything with them. You can't wait, feed a baby wait, with them. Wait, whoa, wait, whoa, whoa, You can't whoa. do anything with them. Record scratch, rewind. This is our life now. What did you just say? He did say you can't, can't put a dick between them? You can't put a dick between them. You can't feed a baby with them. They don't do anything. What? I, I, would you I want to wait, 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 wait. I feel like you are punishing your nipples for what your boobs are incapable of doing. 
Exactly. Nipples without boobs are useless. <laughs> They're pointless. They don't have to Or, exist. Is it cold out? Maybe they are not pointless. Huh? Wait, what? <laughs> oh my goodness. Alright. Um I just I just feel like I don't even know what happened just now. It's... Oh sorry, are you offended? No, I'm not offended. It's just Apparently we've, we've gone deep into your nipples and well, I didn't but not deep enough because apparently we can't put a dick in between them. So yeah, you know well, yeah. it's a shallow. Well not pool. every not everybody's nipples and non existent boobs can be perfect. Sorry, Shaheen. God, porn has just ruined you, Shaheen. Yeah. <laughs> you think so? Uh, I can just kind of imagine you like every day in the mirror instead of like daily affirmations, just daily degradation. I was just mentioning all the different uses that a nipple could be put to. And yours fulfill none of none of these mine, aspirations. Yeah, mine fulfill none of them. So. Oh, okay. So you're just giving giving everybody examples, not not saying not 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 some like personal wish fulfillment or anything like that. <laughs> So, you know, if any, if anyone wants to send fan mail, uh, dicks for Shaheen to try to place between his nipples, so, you know, he can yeah. feel fulfilled, if, I guess? If, if anybody has, has, has tips or tricks how to make Shaheen more appreciative of his nipples, please let us know. Right? Like, maybe there's something we haven't thought of. Like, maybe, May maybe you guys could go out to dinner somewhere. Maybe... Yeah, contact us at maywenipagain at gmail.com. Is there is there like a spa day just for just for just for boobs? Like Yeah, like yeah, like nipple like like nipple springs or something like that. Like nipple falls. Oh, nipple falls sounds nice. I'd go there. Yeah, yeah. Come treat your nipples to an extravagant day at the spa. Treat yourself. Alright, I'm hungry. I'm gonna okay. go eat some food. Well, All thanks right, for raising awareness about nipples, guys. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, the more you know, guys. The more you know. Yeah.